Welcome, everyone, to Magic Blood, where the past and future is paved in blood. I'll be your host, Stel Charles. Today, we'll meet a set of characters pursuing their individual goals and meeting strangely for the first time. Are you ready for an adventure? If you are, stay tuned. Remember to like, comment, and share this episode. Any support or feedback will be very much appreciated. And follow us on Instagram to be aware of when the next episode will drop. Or discuss your thoughts. Are you ready to uncover a mystery as thick as blood? Without any further ado, Magic Blood, Episode 1, titled, Hello? Manor, inside said manor afternoon. Sage, a brown-skinned girl, quickly walks up some steps and rings the doorbell. But due to her patience, she rings it again and then begins to knock. She hears footsteps. The door opens and an older woman appears. The woman quickly analyzes Sage before speaking. I'm sorry, we're not buying anything you're selling. No, I'm not selling anything. Oh, are you here for someone? She raises an eyebrow. No, I'm lost. My GPS is acting up. Could you please help me get back to town? Oh, just take your car back down the path, turn left, keep going straight for about 10 minutes, and then turn right. Oh, thank you. Um, I don't mean to bother you. But can I use your bathroom? She said while smiling innocently. The woman stares and then lets out a sigh. <sighs> okay. The woman opens the door. Follow me, I'll take you there. The woman waves her right arm as a gesture to follow. Walking up giant flights of stairs, Sage says to herself, I don't have time for this. I need to find it before it's too late. What was that? Nothing. I didn't say anything. Passing by two little girls in closed doors, as the two girls phased out of sight, all that could be heard was their laughter. Sage and the woman took another turn before finally getting to the bathroom. Here we are. The woman points at the door with her finger. Okay. Sage enters the room and quickly closes the door. Okay. Now I need to get past her. Looking at the nicely decorated bathroom, Sage paces back and forth, thinking of what to do next. She stops in her tracks. I got it. I'm gonna- There was a scream scaring Sage in the process. Sage swings the door open and runs to the source of the commotion, moving past the woman. Hey, where are you going? Sage took a right, a left, another right, and found herself at the entrance. Sage sees the two little girls from earlier, hiding behind a teenage boy wearing a letterman's jacket, shaking. Andy stood there frozen, staring up above to what appears to be a walking corpse cloaked in darkness. Floating in the air, it flies towards Andy and the little girls. Sage jumps over the railing instead of taking the stairs, running towards the kids. Sage made a shield out of water and blocking the kids from an attack by the creature. Hey, are you guys hurt? Annie was speechless and the little girls were still shaking. Their attention was at the creature. Hey, look at me. Don't worry about that. I'm here and I'll protect you. Sage turns around and the creature moves back. The woman appears. Hey, you... What the hell is that? A surprised look mixed with confusion appears on the woman's face. Sage moves forward and takes a deep breath, focusing her energy on the room. Small water droplets in the air become more visible and combine to make a dome, separating her and the creature from the others. Okay, it's just you and me here. Are you going to make this easy for me or not? The creature only shrieks back. Okay, that's not English. Sage raises a hand and a large arm of water appears, reaching to... 
reaching the creature and gripping it. The creature fights the hold. Somehow the creature turns the water into glass and shatters it. Oh great, it just activated its powers. The creature smiles, then raises one of its arms, summoning a bunch of glass spikes and throwing them at Sage. Sage quickly evades them, moving left and right. One of the shards came close to Sage's head. She counters it with a water slash that the creature dodges. It reverts like a boomerang, hitting it from behind and freezing it. It struggles and screeches in pain. Sage brings the ice down with her powers and walks towards it. Relax. I'm here to help you too. Sage searches her pocket, revealing a syringe. Sage tries to prick the creature. On the top of the stairs is a merging crowd, unbeknownst to Sage and the other people, was something lurking in the darkness. A child turns his head and tugs on his mother's clothes to get her attention. The mom looks down, the child points. The mom picks him up and the beast launches at the people. The people scream out as it comes closer to them. A girl appears, wearing gray sweats. Silver repels it back. The beast moves forward. The beast moves towards the dome while the creature on the inside breaks free. Just great. Let the barrier down. She sighs and rolls her eyes, but complies. Okay, stay back. Sybil looks at the child before walking down the steps. Little metal balls fall out of her sleeves. They gain legs, looking like bugs, jumping on the railings, while others roll down the steps and circle around the entrance. The two creatures group together. Sybil walks down, and the metal bugs glow, creating a magnetic feel. Sage runs towards Sybil. So what have you learned? The one on the right can create glass. And? Sage rolls her eyes. And I owe you some money for technically failing the mission. Civil smirks. Okay, now we have to finish this. And quickly before anyone gets hurt. What is that monster doing? Someone yells. The people on the top of the steps start panicking. Sage and Civil look above as one of the creatures gearing up to release a beam. The girls look at each other in disbelief. Civil sighs. Just another day for the crazy, I see. Continuation, Manor Afternoon. A bee was released by the wolf-looking monster in Sage and Civil's direction. Came towards Sage and Civil. There was black smoke that holds up bringing a bunch of comic-cons pattern over Sage and Civil. It fades, revealing Sage and Civil unharmed and safe. The flying corpse creates some little shards of glass and flings them at Sage and Civil's direction. Sage protects Civil by creating a wall of, out of water, which catches the glass. What should we do? Which one do you want to take? I'll take the zombie, you take the ravenous dog. Let's hurry. Sage and Sybil nod in agreement. Sage creates a pillar to lift herself up. Sybil creates a wall with the honeycombs from earlier that divides the beast and corpse, surprising the corpse and angering the beast. The beast roars and heads towards Sage, revealing his claws and pointy teeth. Thank you for making him mad. You're welcome. A small smile appearing on Sybil's face as the corpse begins to attack Sybil with glass. Sybil stands in place. The homeycombs block the attack, and some of them turn into bees, while Sage withstands the attack of the beast. It's time. At that moment, Sage drops down as the beast comes closer to her head. Before hitting the ground, water springs appear and launching her at the walking corpse while taking out the syringe from before. The beast that was fixating on Sage did not notice one of Sybil's bees piercing its neck. Sage reaches the corpse. It was quick to anchor, creating some sharp glass. But Sage was already in front of it and quickly pricked one of its arms with the syringe. Its dark cloak fades away, revealing a girl. 
Sage c- catches the girl as she falls. The beast turns into a boy. Civil's beads form into a cloud and grabs the boy. Sage descends with the platform with the girl in hand. The room was silent. You better get Sebastian to look at the kids. A woman walks past the people on the staircase, having a noticeable red eyes, a younger looking boy. Who are you? We're with the girls. Pointing at Sage and Civil, Hannibal passes through the barrier, surprising some people. One of the children tries to copy Hannibal, but the magnetic field blocks him. Hannibal slides down the stairs. Okay, girls, you know the drill. Sebastian will handle the kids. Civil, deactivate your, your bugs. Who the fuck are you people? Why are you in my house? Oh, are you the leader of these people? I can tell you're all supers anyway. People start whispering among themselves. Hannibal only smiles. Sage was surprised at what Hannibal said. Civil looked unfazed. And Sebastian was waiting for the barrier to fall. Hannibal turned back to Civil with that smile on her face. The barrier, Civil. Civil nods and starts to whistle. The barrier falls and the bees in the air begin to attract to her. Civil lifts her sleeves to reveal watches, three on each arm. The bees flew into them. The metal beads roll to Civil's shoulders, morphing into headphones. Sebastian runs down the steps, reaching the children, and takes out his medical kit. How are they, Sebastian? Sebastian was using his stethoscope to listen to the kid's heartbeat. Sebastian was using his stethoscope to listen to the kid's heartbeat. They seem to be good. I'll give them a quick examination to be safe. I need a room away from the others. Okay, say no more. Sebastian appears in an unoccupied room. The two kids lay down on beds. All right, better get to work. One of the kids, the girl, was feverish. Sebastian touches her forehead and she was hot. Hmm, seems like she got a fever. I got some medicine for that. Sebastian reached into his bag and took out some medicine in a bottle with a syringe. Sebastian gives her some and she stops moving around and relaxes. He knows that there was a bite mark on her arm. What is this? Sebastian took out his phone and took a picture of it. I have to ask your parents about this. Sebastian went back to his work on both of them. Back at the main entrance afternoon. Sage and Sybil, I want you to explain to these nice people what just happened here. While you are doing that, I will talk with their leader. Hannibal said, appearing right next to him, surprising Xander. Let us talk in private. Xander hesitates at first, but he quickly scans the room and then he sighs. Fine. I'll take you to my office. Everyone, I'll be back. Listen to what these witches have to say. Then Hannibal and Xander left. Sage and Civil look at each other. Witches. Unbeknownst to the residents of the house was a girl exploring inside. Seeker was searching for the source of all the commotion. Seeker was deep in the house and no one had sensed her presence yet. It was still light outside. Seeker opens the door and walks towards a book on the ground. It was old. Seeker picks her hand over the book. She breathes in and a green aura surrounds her and the book. Who would have thought such a thing could cause so much trouble? Seeker leaves the room like a thief of the night. Dining area afternoon. The people gather in the dining area. Sage and Civil were the center of attention. Civil was uncomfortable, so Sage starts talking first. Okay, everyone. We can explain everything. And then my sister's both will scare you. It was silent for a minute before it got loud and chaotic. Sage and Civil looked at each other before Sage speaks up again. Okay, okay, one at a time. The room got quieter. Andy steps forward. What just happened here? What were those things? And the kids? Okay, so that was an act of possession and dimension entering. 
See, when a spirit enters from the metaphysical plane, it attaches to the nearest host. In this case, it was those two kids. Once that happens, it transforms them since you are all supernatural beings too. It becomes more powerful compared to human possession. That's why we came here to stop it. Well, we were a little late. We? Yes, we. She said with the eye roll. So that's why you're here. How did you guys enter this place? I came through the front door with a cover story. Then my sister came in later somehow. We sensed a supernatural occurrence happening and came here. I could sense Sage was in trouble, so I quickly came and what good timing that was. So you came in so easily? Not exactly. We knew that we couldn't just come in and tell you guys what was going on. The likelihood of anyone believing us was low from the start. People whispered amongst themselves. So, are the kids okay? They should be now. And we have our brother examining them. He's a medical student. After that, he will give them some medicine to help them. It was just a case of bad timing for them. But it honestly could have happened to anyone here. Anyone? Yes. Okay, so who and what are you? Um, that's kind of hard to answer. We're hybrids. I remember your leader calling us witches. There's only one true witch here. Our aunt, that woman you saw earlier. We are her nieces and nephew. The room fills with whispers. Uh, through the expressions, some of the members were still confused. You said you were scanning us. Why? Well, take it away, Sybil. Sage ushers Sybil forward. Okay, so my bugs are something that I create and control. Scanning you is a safety precaution. I will have my bugs scan you to make sure that there are no transfer of the same energy that transforms the children. The process should not take long. We would also check to see if any videos were taken or released by anyone here. Now I know that sounds like an evasion of privacy, but like you, who are werewolves, you will not want humans to know about your existence. We don't want people to know that our abilities exist. Yes, our primary goal is to make sure everyone is safe. I hope we can cooperate on this. People stare, some whisper. I understand what you're saying. My brother is the leader of the house. I don't want to make any rash decisions, but I don't think you're right. I don't think you're lying to us. It was silent for a second. All right. I'm sure it will be fine. There shouldn't be any big issue. Most of us were out of reach anyways. Exactly. It's just a precaution. We will start scanning the kids first, then the adults. Those two girls and you should be the first. Okay. Maya and Jennifer, come forward. He ushered them to come closer. Okay, I'll start now then. Sybil's nanites appear as the spear balls from earlier, some scanning Andy, Maya, and Jennifer first, while others made their way on the table to start on the others. Xander's office. So, could you please explain this to me? Okay. I'm a private eye. Those girls, they're my nieces. My nephew, he's a medical student. And me, I'm a witch. Mm-hmm. Okay. And how long are you planning to stay around? It depends. We need to make sure that everything is taken care of before leaving. So maybe two weeks, three? Mm-hmm. Are we going to have to worry about any other incidents? There shouldn't be, but who knows? We always try to solve the problems early and avoid complications later on, but it depends on what happens next. Right now, we're focusing on getting the kids some help in medicine. They're both lucky and unlucky. 
How so? Well, they could have hurt others in the process. Luckily, Mandisas were quick, but not quick enough. They still transform. <laughs> well, do what you have to do, but don't get the house involved in any misfortunes that you encounter. Their safety is my top priority. Understandable. We will do what we have to do and then leave. I'll give you my number if there are any problems with the children. Hannibal gave her business card and Xander did the same. Hannibal and Xander both got up and shook hands before heading to Sebastian and everyone else. Time passes by and it was night. Sebastian had finished the checkup and the children were sound asleep. Sebastian went downstairs in the direction of Hannibal and Xander. Sybil had completed her scans with no issues. Down the steps were the parents of the two children, along with them, Sage, Andy, and Sybil. There was a little girl close to one of the mothers. Sebastian got down the steps. Hi, my name is Mrs. Collins. I'm, I'm one of the parents of the kids. I want to see my daughter. Is that all right? And our son? Yes, they are okay. Both are resting right now. Also, Mrs. Collins, your daughter seems to have a fever. I gave her some medicine that I had on hand. I hope that is okay with you. I will be back soon to check on them and talk to you about the next part of course of action. Okay. The parents definitely went upstairs. You did good, kid. Now let's go. It has been a long day for all of us. They headed closer to the exit. Have a good night, Xander. And it was said before leaving with the group. And he came closer to Xander. And he walks towards Xander. Hey, brother. He looked at his face. What's with that look on your face? I don't know. What do you think about those people? They seem strange but friendly. Yes, the witch even promised they won't drag the house into any problems. Still, I can't shake this feeling. What feeling? Don't know. Something's off. Hello, my name is Stella Charles, and I'll be your wonderful narrator for this episode. Now, let's introduce our amazing cast. I'm Christopher, and I play the voice of Xander. Okay, Christopher, uh, can you tell me what's your favorite character? Don't have one. Now get out of my house. <laughs> Perfect. Um, Felicity? <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay. Um, uh, hi, my name is Felicity, and I play... Sage. Uh, Felicity, do you have a favorite character right now? Um, not really at the moment. I do like all the characters, but I can't really pick right now. Great. My name is Romeo Pierre, and I and I voice Andy. So, what do you? What's your favorite character so far? My favorite character so far is Sybil. Why? Because she's she's badass. Good response. Hello, my name is Adrian, and my voice Sebastian. What do you like about your character? What I like about my character is that Sebastian is passionate on helping others, even though he is the only one that doesn't have any supernatural abilities like his siblings. That's a nice one. Hi, my name is Gypsy, and I'm Lisa. What do you like about your character? 
What I like about my character Sybil is that she's a fighter, even though she's very shy and nervous. She doesn't let that get to her. So, to the viewers out there, I hope you guys enjoy the story and love the character as much as I do. So yeah, thank you. Great. Hi, my name is Tia, and I play Hannibal. What do you like about your character? Well, I'm a mom in real life, so who wouldn't love playing a witch? And with kids that aren't really mine, you know, what, what mom wouldn't love that? So just the excitement of the character and the storyline. Great. Hey, my name is Panay Black, and I play Seeker and a couple of other people. What do you like about the series so far? <laughs> it's actually really good. I cannot, it's, it keeps its jarring, keeps you on your toes wanting to know what's next. Okay. Uh, last up is me. Uh, again, I mentioned myself earlier. I'm Stella Charles. Uh, along with being the narrator of today's episode, I'm also the creator of this series, and I hope you guys love these characters and this story as much as I do.